بسم الله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فهو المهتد ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله وبعد ونجدد اللقاء إن شاء الله مع تفسير كتاب الله سبحانه وتعالى ورجم إن شاء الله تفسير درس after one week interlude and the last time we met we finished سورة الانفطار and بإذن الله إن شاء الله تريبه وستات سورة المطففين إن شاء الله Just a small reminder as well that every amal that the insan does muftaqirun ila shay'ain that every amal that a person presents to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is looking at two things in order for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept this amal Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will look at two things and we, rec- we keep reminding our brothers and our sisters about this because of its importance because you can fall into what we call يعne, يعne, into a routine where you come into the dars and you sit down in the dars and it becomes something very enjoyable but it's missing the sincerity and it's missing the conformity so this is what we always ask as the Salafis say ما عالجت شيئاً أشد علي من نيتي that means I never fought anything as hard as my intention sometimes I win, sometimes it beats me uh, every act that we do, our salah and our zakah and our siyam and our durus and our ilm and everything that we do is muftaqir ila niyya saliha. Needs a good intention. It needs a good intention and needs to be done according to the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. For if you come, مثلاً, in front of Allah, yawm al-qiyamah, and you have jibal of a'mal, you have mountains of a'mal, which were lacking in sincerity, they are absolutely rendered useless. They are worth nothing. They are worth nothing. But if you come with amal, small amounts of amal, what Allah obligated upon you, you come with this and it is accompanied with sincerity, then this is worth more than all those amal of uh, the, the, the mountains of deeds that you did. They must go together. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep us steadfast and to always grant us sincerity in what we do. Alright, let's start Surah Al-Mutaffifin, inshaAllah we'll finish today, up to 6 inshaAllah. وَيْلٌ لِلْمُطَفِّفِينَ الَّذِينَ إِذَا اكْتَالُوا عَلَى النَّاسِ يَسْتَوْفُونَ وَإِذَا كَالُوهُمْ أَوْ وَزَنُوهُمْ يُخْسِرُونَ أَلَا يَظُنُّ أُولَئِكَ أَنَّهُمْ مبعوثون ليوم عظيم يوم يقوم الناس لرب العالمين. Alright. What do we say about the uh, the صور in جزء عما? What are they mostly? مكي أو مدني؟ مكي صح؟ What what do we say the the فاصل between مكي and مدني is? What's the the هجرة صح؟ So everything before the هجرة is Mecca and everything after the Hijrah is Madani, even if it happened in Mecca itself, like the Fatah of Mecca. Yes? So this Surah here, it 
it's different. This one is a Madani Surah, this one. Surah Al-Mutaffifin is Madani. It was revealed in, in Medina. Because when the Prophet ﷺ first went into Yathrib, into Medina, the people had a very evil practice. They were terrible in their measurements and their weights. In their measurements and their weights. And they used to cheat a lot. So when the Prophet ﷺ said, saw this, this is when this surah came down. This is the suburb of the Nuzul of this surah. And we'll find out what Al-Mutaffafin are. But generally speaking, the verb Taffafa means to be stingy or to withhold. To be stingy or to withhold. And when we say there's some a meaning in the language which we extend to the Sharia, it usually takes from it and it might add to it. And in this instance we're adding to it. So it's not just being stingy, it's something else as well. وَيْلٌ لِلْمُطَفِّفِينَ وَيْلٌ Put الْوَيْلٌ I said, what is wail? Yani they had a lot of talk about what wail is. And some of them mentioned that wail is a valley in Jahannam. But yani the aglab of it is that it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a word of warning. A word of warning of impending, what did you say, destruction or doom or something that's going to come and destroy you. When you say wail. And it's usually used in the context of someone committing a sin. Be careful, this is your result going to be this. So here Allah SWT is threatening Al-Mutaffifin. Wailun lil-mutaffifin. So who are these mutaffifin that Allah SWT is telling them wail? Allah SWT says in Ara'aytaw fawailun lil-musallin alladhina um an salatihim sahun. And there's many other instances where Allah SWT uses wail in the Quran. But here Allah SWT is saying wailun lil-mutaffifin. Who are Al-Mutaffifin? Allah goes on to explain who they are. And remember we're taking from the meaning, the linguistic meaning, which means to be stingy or to prevent or to withhold. الَّذِينَ إِذَا اكْتَالُوا عَلَى النَّاسِ يَسْتَوْفُونَ Alright, so these Mutaffifin, when they go مثلاً to the, the suq, to the markets, and they want to buy مثلاً a kilo of potatoes, a kilo of dates, a kilo of anything that you buy with wazen, yes? What's wazen? Like weight. أَمَّا الْكَيْلِ Al-kayl is different. Al-kayl, مثلاً, it used to be an amount. For مثلاً, it used to say a mud. This is a mud. This is one handful. So he said, I want three amdad of dates. One, two, three. Depending on the, the, the size of the buyer's hand. You, you look at the size of the buyer's hand and you agree. خلاص, you agree. If it's a very small hand, خلاص, you've lost already. Or asah. Asah is when you join two muds together and you get two handfuls. You get one, two, and three, and four. Yes? This is in, in an, an amount. Or method, even like in liquids as well. You buy three liters of milk or two liters of milk. You don't need to weigh this, but it's an amount which you agree upon. So what do they do when they go to the sulk? They go to the sulk, they say, make sure you give me three kilos. Don't go 2.99 kilos down. I want the full amount. If you say three kilos, I want 3.1. This is not exactly enough. I'm not sure. Weigh it again. Make sure it's exactly this amount. This ta here means when they go and seek weight from people. Upon the people, what do they say? Yastawfun. Again, yastawfun, the ta. They are actively asking for the full amount. Al-wafa is, al-wafa in Arabic language means to give full and to be complete. إذا اكتالوا الذين إذا اكتالوا على الناس يستوفون. So they demand their full rights when they go to the markets. They say, I want my full حق. 
don't get don't you know, rip me off exactly three kilos, four kilos, whatever it is. Not a not a not a not a kilo less or not a gram less or exactly as it is. Three kilos, three kilos. And they're very particular about this. And this is something normal, yeah. And if you go to the sook and you want to buy something, you expect the person to give you that much, yes? And you get upset. But this is not the problem. This is not the problem in of itself. Now when it's on the other hand, Kaluhum, they're in charge now. They're the ones that are doing the weighing. Yes? Kaluhum. Al Kail we said was an amount. An amount. Whether a sa or a mud or a liter or whatever an amount that we need to measure. Awazanuhum. So it covers both of them. Al Kail wal Wazin. Al Kail wal Wazin. Wazin is something that you buy according to weight. Yes? Usually in the fruit and veg department of your local supermarket, yes? Or your local halal butcher, a kilo of this or half a kilo of this, ila akhire. But when they, when they, either they measure for the people, they're the ones on the other hand, they're the ones that are selling. So the person says, I want three kilos of meat, they give them 2.98, or they give them 2.95. And they know, they're not doing it accidentally, they're doing it on purpose. They're doing it on purpose. So, jama'u bain al-sharrain. The first one is al-shuh. And the second one is al-bukhul. Al-shuh is to be greedy. Al-shuh is to be greedy. And al-bukhul is to be stingy. So, they combine between the two evils. Al-shuh wa al-bukhul. Wa'idha kaluhum aw wazanuhum yukhsirun. So we said that this is not specifically when we say al-mutaffifa means to reduce. So it has to be joined between the two. That means when they go and ask people for weight, they demand their full amount. But when they give it, they reduce it. This is al-mutaffif. So they demand their full amount, they demand their rights, but don't give the rights to other people. This is al-mutaffif. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions in many places in the Quran, how when you are dealing with weights and measures when you are buying how to be يعني, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes sure that this is an order and we said that an order in the Quran is obligatory so wherever you see something Allah giving an order it's obligatory unless there is a dalil which indicates that it is not obligatory so when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Rahman وَأَقِيمُ الْوَزْنَ بِالْقِسْطِ وَلَا تُخْسِرُ الْمِيزَانِ وَأَقِيمُ الْوَزْنَ بِالْقِسْطِ and weigh the wazan bilqisti wala tukhsirul mizan and do not reduce the mizan the scales and be honest when you when you are dealing with people waqimu so when allah says waqimu this is an order and so the order indicates that it is obligatory and then shaykh ibn uthaymin rahimahullah will quickly go over this inshallah he his father said this is just an example he said this example of weights and measures is just an example he said, and you can do qiyas, you can, an, you can do an analogy on every person who demands their rights and doesn't give their rights to others. Who demand their rights and don't give their rights to others. And he specifically gave the example. He said, of those tiraz min al-azwaj, he said. He said, those types of husbands who demand their full rights from their wives, but when it comes to giving their wives their rights, they fall short. When they, go, when they have to give their rights to their wives, they fall short in this. But, مثلا, they, they demand their, their full haqq, the haqq of his zawj, مثلا, al-ta'a, 
and obedience and listening to what he says and ila for those who are married and when they when when her rights come مثلاً حق العشرة والمعروف the معروف between them and kind words and kind treatment between them he falls short ربما كان جاف and he's very dry with his wife مثلاً and he doesn't يعني give her her rights of the of أكلاً المسكن and ila akhirih but the insan has to be very careful with this as well because the people that are most close to you you may take advantage of them subhanallah and he said even said the same thing he said the fathers and their children as well the fathers and their children they demand the full haq from their children مثلاً, obey me and you must give me and when they grow a bit older maybe they might demand money from them for some fathers are like this but when it comes to giving them their haq they fall short and the haq of the child is, is on the neck subhanallah you have to teach them the correct aqidah and you have to teach them subhanallah the correct upbringing and you have to it's not just a matter of giving them material possessions subhanallah for the material possessions are the easiest of things you can give them the material possessions are the easiest things you can give them amma to give them a good islamic education and to teach them the quran this is something much harder subhanallah if the child didn't know مثلاً, he will tell his father my father did not teach me if he could not teach me he didn't send me to someone to teach me for they'll be asked about this as well subhanallah they, they demand their rights but they do not give their rights back again. But these are the people that the Prophet, that, that, that Shaykh Ibn Uthameen mentioned in his tafsir that he warned against. And then he gave the example of the hadith. He said, when the Prophet Sallallahu said, Atadruna man al-muflis? Atadruna man al-muflis? They said, do you know who the one who is muflis? What's a muflis? Like, bankrupt. Do you know who a muflis is? And they said, yes. Man la dirham lahu wa la dinar. The one who doesn't have a dirham and a dinar, he's a muflis. He doesn't have any money. He said, no, the Muflis is the one who comes Yawm Al-Qiyamah He comes with a'mal, lots of a'mal But what happens? Shatama hadha wa daraba hadha wa la'ana hadha He hit this person and he oppressed this person and, and he did this to this person and he took the rights of this person and, 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 and For all his hasanat will be taken and will be given to the people And then if his hasanat run out All their sins will be taken and will be put into his account and this goes to show the importance of al-huquq the huquq of people subhanallah for it is easier as uh, yani it's easier to uh, to fall yani uh, to fall to, to oppress yourself in the haqq of Allah we don't say it is easy for you to oppress Allah because Allah cannot be oppressed but it is easy for you to oppress yourself in the haqq of Allah in the rights of Allah then it is for you to oppress another creation to oppress another creation because everything which you fell short in the haqq of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala falls under the mashia it falls under the mashia except if it was shirk shirk does not fall under the mashia if you, if you commit shirk and you die in shirk you're in the hellfire there's no mashia the mashia is will Allah forgive you on the day of judgment or will he not forgive you there's a, there's a chance will Allah forgive you or will Allah not forgive you for this sin Tahfil Mashiach and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in, in his in his rahmah he says yes I forgive him and he could put you in the Jannah even though you have sins but they do not reach the level of shirk yes so all the huquq of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which you fell short on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can forgive this but yawm al-qiyamah when the haqq of the insan comes there's no Mashiach under here your haqq must be given the haqq of that person you oppressed must be given the haqq of that person must be given yawm al-qiyamah and this is why the Prophet ﷺ said, الظلم ظلمات يوم القيامة And this is a great hadith. الظلم ظلمات يوم القيامة Oppression on the day of judgment 
Anyone you have oppressed is dhulumat, is layers of darkness. Layers of darkness and darkness and darkness. And a person can think they can get away with yani, taking away from the hukuk of people, even the close people to them. But as well, they will be called to account for this yawm al-qiyam and it will be much more severe. So this goes to show that you should clear your accounts in this dunya before you reach the yawm al-qiyam, as we'll come to see. This hum goes back to what is kaluhum and wazanuhum, they go back to al-insan, yes? Goes back to الذين اكتالوا على الناس yes أو الذين اكتالوا على الناس يستوفون وإذا كالوهم أو وزنوهم يخسرون ألا يظن أولئك أنهم مبعوثون ألا is what a question yes question ألا and this question is in the form of تعجب Ta'ajjub, I don't know how you explain ta'ajjub in English, they say amazement. But amazement can be good amazement and can be bad amazement. So ta'ajjub is... is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there's ta'ajjub in the, in the sin of this person. Why ta'ajjub? Because they didn't take into consideration something. What didn't they take into consideration? أَلَا يَظُنُّ أُولَٰئِكَ أَنَّهُمْ مَبْعُوثُونَ did they not take into consideration that they would be resurrected? So this is the reason why they did this. Because they did not take into consideration that one day they will be resurrected and that they will be called to account for what they did. Whereas a person who has this wazir imani, has the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in their heart, even if no one is looking at them, even if no one is looking at them, they are conscious that they will fall, fall short in the haqq of anyone. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will call them to account for it. When they may, it's as if it's saying, you may get away from it in this dunya, but yawm al-qiyamah, you're not going to get away with it. So the reason why they fell into this trap is because they did not, they did not consider that they will be called to account yawm al-qiyamah. Now this dhanna here, what does dhanna mean? For dhan in the Arabic language can mean doubt. Yes? You know what doubt is, yes? Maybe this, maybe this. Huh? But it can also mean certainty, absolute certainty. For when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, الَّذِينَ يَظُنُّونَ أَنَّهُمْ مُلَاقُوا رَبِّهِمْ in Surah Al-Baqarah. يَظُنُّونَ That means they're, they're in two minds whether they're going to meet Allah or not. This is what Allah is praising because they're doubting that they're going to meet Him. No. So dhan here means absolute certainty. It means absolute certainty. And, and many times in the Qur'an, in fact, the Mufassirun said that most of the time when dhan is used in the Qur'an, in this context, it means certainty. There are instances where it's used for doubt, but this one you have to understand the context of it. So in this instance, we're talking about absolute certainty. If they did have certainty, if they had absolute certainty that they would be resurrected, they wouldn't be doing the tatfif. They wouldn't be reducing in the weight and demanding their full amount. Is that clear? So dhan can be used for doubt and it can be used for certainty. In this instance it's used for certainty. أَلَا يَظُنُّ أُولَٰئِكَ أَنَّهُمْ مَبْعُثُونَ لِيَوْمٍ عَظِيمٍ So this is now continuing to describe this yawm. أَلَا يَظُنُّ أُولَٰئِكَ أَنَّهُمْ مَبْعُثُونَ مَبْعُثُونَ to what? لِيَوْمٍ عَظِيمٍ They're going to be resurrected. مَبْعُثُونَ الْبَعَثِ They're going to be resurrected to what? يَوْمٍ عَظِيمٍ Yawmin Azim. The great day. What's so great about this day? What's so great about it? Why is it Yawm Azim? 
All the matters of it are azim. Everything about it is azim. Its length is azim. The length of that day, kana miqdaru khamsina alfa sana. 50,000 years that day is going to be. Isn't that azim? What's going to happen on that day? Azim. The people will be called to account. Yani this is the real life. The real life of what your actual life is going to be, whether in Jahannam or Jannah. Is that not azim? The ahwal of that day are azim. The horrors of that day are azim. The mashahid are azim. What will happen on that day is azim. So every aspect of Yawm Al-Qiyamah is azim, great and tremendous. And that is what the people will be resurrected to. لِيَوْمٍ عَظِيمٍ What will happen on that day? يَوْمَ يَقُومُ النَّاسُ لِرَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ يَقُومُ means to rise, yes? يَوْمَ Stand. يَوْمَ يَقُومُ النَّاسُ Yes? In what state will the, the insan يَقُومُ on that day? We've taken this before, I think, in Abbas Asa. How will they stand before Allah on that day? Barefoot. Barefoot means that they're not wearing any shoes, صح? No shoes, no khuf, no nothing. No sandals, no footwear at all. Hufatan, uratan. Urat means no clothes, no sarwal, no qameez, no thawb, no jumper, no pants, no trousers. Urat, naked. Yes? Ghurla, uncircumcised. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created you, He will bring you to life again. Exactly as you were born, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bring you again, once more. And in some narrations, the Prophet said, Buhma. Buhma means no money, nothing. So on that day, you cannot ransom yourself from the adab of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You cannot say, I'll pay all my money, Mathalan, to save me from the hellfire. None of this is allowed on that day. يَوْمَ يَقُومُ النَّاسُ لِرَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ Every single insan that ever lived on this earth will come up to face Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For you'll see that these themes are repeated. These themes are repeated in this surah and in Abasa and in Hammay Tasa'alun and ila akhirihi. Reminding us of the ba'ath and the resurrection and the accountability over and over and over. And we said when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala repeats something over and over and over again, that means what? That means it's worth knowing, it's worth paying attention to, it's worth, subhanAllah, doing what we need to do to prepare for that day. يَوْمَ يَقُومُ النَّاسُ لِرَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ مِنَا رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ Yes, رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ That means Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the Rabb of Alameen. What does Alameen mean? All the creation, yes? Why, did they, why were they given the name Alam? Sign, yes? So everything of the creation is a sign towards what? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, every single creation. So if you want to know the creator, look at the creation. And this we say, we gave the example of the, of the Bedouin Arab, where he followed the trail of his camel. He said, the trail of the camel is going to lead to what? going to lead to a horse or a sheep or what is going to lead to? Nothing? It's going to lead to the camel. Yes? Similarly, the creation, where is it going to lead to? The creator, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, just look around you. It's like those people who say, there's no evidence. There is no evidence that God exists. I said, how are you going to find the sun and your eyes are closed? Just open your eyes, Muhammad. Your eyes are closed like this. I can't see the sun. I can't see the sun. Open your eyes. It's all around you, Muhammad. But the creation is leading to the creator of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rabbul Alameen. And this is what we said, that the, the Rububiyyah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not just specific to that day. It's not just specific to that day. And this is what we said, like Surah Al-Fatiha, Malik Yawm al Al-Mulk is part of the Rububiyyah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.
Al-Mulk is part of the Rububiyah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala challenges the people. He says, لِمَنِ الْمُلْكُ الْيَوْمِ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامِ He says, لِمَنِ الْمُلْكُ الْيَوْمِ To whom does the mulk belong to this day? For this is part of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's Rububiyah. That no one can challenge Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment. Nor in his mulk, nor in his Rububiyah, nor in anything. Jazakumullah khair. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept from us and from you inshaAllah. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika ashadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu alayka.